Welcome to Hallway Conversations with Matt and Dave. We've both been teaching for quite a while now, but we still have plenty of questions about education. And this podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about topics that we think are important for Christian educators to consider. Welcome to the conversation. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Matt. And I'm Dave. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. Thanks for joining us today. Woohoo! Uh, Dave, I first met you, well, many years ago, actually. We kind of overlapped in some of our studies, but, and I hate to say this, but I kind of forgot about you. Hey, that's fair. (laughs) I'm forgettable. You're not very forgettable. (laughs) And I, I feel like one of the, my, one of my recollections of when I met up with you again, uh, was via a blog post that you did um, that, that kind of was a little bit controversial, rocked me a bit, sort of disagreed with it. And it was, if, well, you know what it is, but it's the title was No More Crappy Homework yeah. or something like that's that. Right. Maybe that, that's exactly that was, what that was the title. Yep. All right. And I know it's been viewed since then by tens of thousands of people. It's it a brilliant <laughs> post, but that's sort of when I was reintroduced to you with this, with some brilliant thoughts um, and controversial for, for some people. Yeah. So my question for you today, Dave, is five years later, Yeah. what do we do with homework? Oh, man. So, so I've been, I've been thinking a lot about this and I've written some on the blog. Um, it's a conviction that I have. Okay. I got to back up. I I sometimes get the impression when I talk to people about homework that they think I'm anti-homework. I am not anti-homework. I want to be clear about that, but I am anti-crappy homework. Fair enough. And that's an important distinction. Well, right. I think so. I I think it matters the way that we name these things. So what I mean by crappy homework is if you are ever giving students an assignment that is punitive, that's crappy homework automatically. If you're trying to punish students with homework, that's inexcusable. Uh, If you are giving students homework um, that you don't anticipate actually giving them feedback on the work, that's crappy homework. Uh, if you are giving them busy work, if <laughs> this sounds so mean, I've been this teacher, so I'm pointing the finger at myself, but if you are assigning students a word find, by definition, that is crappy homework. What is the learning target? What do you actually hope students are going to come away with? Right? And so those are the kinds of things that I'm really standing in opposition to. And yeah, even five years plus after writing that, that initial post, I still have ongoing conversations with K-12 teachers about the quality of the work they're assigning. They, they are grappling with this, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying to figure out how do I make it better then? And I think that's the real question for all of us. If, if we're going to assign work for students to do outside of school hours, I think it has to be some kind of a value add. And so how is it going to support, enhance, extend their learning in some way? Yeah, so... What I hear you what I hear you saying is you you did a good job of defining what crappy homework is. I could mm. hardly look you in the eye as you were talking because I was thinking about all all the crappy homework that I assign and probably still do at times, right? For like sure. there are times like if I think about all the times that I've gone up and down the rows, five out of five, five out of five, five out of five. They could have given a summary of the hockey game the night before. I have, I did right. not even honestly probably look at it sometimes. Or giving hours of homework when 15 minutes of applicable learning probably would have sufficed. Right. So I'm having a hard time looking you in the eye. <laughs> You've done a good job 
well, uh, beating me into the ground. I, but I, I have to be clear on that too, right? It's not like I have this all figured out and that I do this yeah. perfectly. I, I, I am not yeah. there, okay? Uh, but yeah, we have to grapple with that. So, so now that I know what crappy homework is, can you talk to me about what not crappy homework is? <laughs> yeah. And I can't think of yeah. what the word is, but, right, but right. what is good so, homework? So maybe then? more effective homework or homework yeah. that's really going to support meaningful homework. Yeah. So I've looked at some of the research that's been done on homework, and there are a couple of researchers. If you're the sort, dear listener, who likes to dig into heavy-duty educational research, I've got a couple of them that I can suggest to you. Um, Harris Cooper at Duke University and, and his colleagues um, have done several really, really big meta-analyses of, of homework. Um, these are not light reading. Um, you've you've got to like to dig into quantitative and qualitative research pretty pretty extensively. Um, and that's not everybody's cup of tea, so I'll just be the first Not for the faint of heart. That's right. Um, but the, the interesting thing when you dig into that research is that their biggest finding from, and they did this huge meta-analysis back in like 2006 of, of hundreds of studies on homework. And their big takeaway is some homework has some benefits for some students under some circumstances. And like you and I joke so often the answer in education is it depends, right? And, and I think that's really what this whole study came, came away with, right? So um, what, what was found to be effective homework in, in that study was uh, homework that was time constrained. If the, the, the findings suggested that the longer students work on homework, the less benefit there was for their learning. Um, now, I think that's really important for us to, to keep that in mind. Uh, the rule of thumb that I, a lot of people have given for how much homework students should have is whatever their grade level is times 10 minutes um, per night. That, that's how much homework they, they should have as a maximum. That's not like a rule of thumb like they must have this, but that's as a maximum. So if you're a student in grade 1, you should have not more than 10 minutes of homework. If you're in grade 2, not more than 20 minutes. That means by grade 12, they should have not more than 2 hours of homework a night, right? 120 minutes. Um, that number, it kind of came out of thin air. Um, Cooper and colleagues referenced that, but they didn't really say there, there was no... It actually, the best I found was there was a National Education Agency. It's a big teachers union here in the U.S., um, they, they had recommendations around homework uh, about 20 years ago, and it feels like they just pulled that number out of thin air. Yeah. That feels about right to me, though. Yeah. Um, Can I push back on that for a second, Please. Dave? My, my, so I do feel like that number does come out of thin air. My, my worry with that is, though, is that in giving a number, that, that doesn't eliminate crappy homework. Oh, and, for sure. And in fact, my, I guess the counter to that is it might encourage crappy homework because it's like right well now i got to give a hundred you know i got to give so much so much and and what about in a system where teachers may not communicate with each oh, other exactly like, is it a, like i can think of, i've been that teacher and i can think of of my kids own teachers where they'll get 120 minutes from from a teacher and i'm not i'm not saying that to criticize the teacher i it's more just that that's a lot of homework and you're taking six, seven right. classes, some right. of these students. And so I just wonder about that. And I would totally agree with you on that. I think that that's, that's really the concern that we have to take into account, right? I, so I taught middle school for most of my teaching career before I started here in higher ed. And yeah, how often did I actually have substantial conversations with my colleagues about the work we were assigning? Yeah. Almost never. Yeah. Like I can think, I could probably count on one hand the number of times I actually had a substantial conversation yeah. with a colleague about how much homework we were assigning. 
Um, and yeah, okay, so here I am, the middle school science teacher, and I might give students 20 minutes of science homework. Maybe they've got an hour for social studies and a math assignment, and they've got literature yeah. homework to be right? And all of a sudden, you've got a seventh grader who's got three hours of homework, and boy, like, what do we do about that, right? Yeah. So I think that that's in, in secondary grade levels, there's an added burden of clear communication then, yeah. right? The, the other piece of this is, I think you're right when you say... We have to be really careful about that because I think it almost feels like we are pushing teachers then to say, you better be assigning 10 minutes per grade level per yeah. night. And I think, I think that's misguided. Uh, can you tell me more about, can you tell me why you think that's misguided? So I am not convinced that the quality of homework that's being assigned is mm -hmm. always helpful for learning. And the research that I've read on this suggests the best homework is either reading like straight up just reading, not answering comprehension questions, not writing summary and synthesis, but actually having students engage with text. That, that is really effective homework. Um, or else something that is kind of gross to say, like I don't love the idea of drill and skill practice, but things where there is a clear and discrete right or wrong answer and students just need practice. And that's, this is the analogy, like if you're on the basketball team, you're gonna go practice your free throws. You know, you got to practice. If you play an instrument, you're going to go practice your scales, right? Because that's where you build up that fluency by practicing. Or preparation work for, for a coming lesson. So and, and if it's that sort of work, oftentimes we as teachers need to give students some hooks to hang their, their learning on then because they need to be able to bring it back to school with them if they're doing reading or writing or reflection in preparation for a lesson. The least effective homework is problem-solving homework where students have to generate novel results for things. Um, those are the kinds of things where being in the presence of this professional educator who's walking with them and answering questions for them, working with them in the moment, um, and, and I think back over the homework that I gave for a lot of students, I, I felt like that was highly effective homework. And I wonder sometimes that I thought this was going to be really good. And yeah. I was probably pushing students to do things that weren't great homework for them. Yeah. Well, it's interesting as you, as you're talking, Dave, I'm thinking about, I'm, I'm actually listening both as an educator, but even as a parent. Yeah. And what... Parents are an interesting variable when it comes to homework, actually. Oh, my goodness, yes. Right? So, and I'm, I have a lot of thoughts going through my head. And then, and then, so the support a student gets at home or the support that a student doesn't get at home. And then even thinking about how we assess that homework when it, when it mm. comes back, right? right? So, I often think about different parent reactions to homework. Like, I feel like we're in a bit of a lose-lose situation at time because yeah. I've, I've talked to parents in some classes where why and from from young age to from a younger child to you know high school age students like why aren't why isn't my child getting more homework like i want more homework mm -hmm. for my child and to having parents say why are we why does my child have so much homework or why are we giving any homework at all and and i guess i'm thinking mostly about about students who come home to an empty house, like an empty house, and their right. parents aren't there to support and help them. Like, like it, I think most students up to a certain age, but even into high school, well into high school, may need their parents to support them yes. in their learning. And, and mm -hmm. due to circumstances beyond their control, whatever that circumstance is, they're left, they're left alone right. to, to figure it out. And so, so it makes me wonder 
in giving the homework we're trying to help. And what we're my, what ends up happening is potentially we're punishing students learning. And, the, and then how are we assessing that? Right. Again, like, are we, by grading it, are we punishing those students mm-hmm. who are left to themselves to, to do this work? So I know there's, I'm not really asking a question. I'm not sure if you have a comment about that, but well, it just feels like there's so many variables. Exactly. In, in not only in the assignment and the purpose of the assignment, but even in someone's ability to get it done and right. then how we respond if it's done well or not done well. So I think equity is a big yeah. question around homework here, right? Is the homework I'm assigning achievable by every student in my class? But I think that's a huge question, Dave. I think it's a huge question. And it's a question I rarely, if ever, ask. Right. Right. Like, honestly, I want to be honest about that. I didn't didn't think about the student needs. And, like, I know what I I needed as a teacher. Right. (laughs) I needed them. I needed them to know, you know, how to find a direct object. I needed them to know, you know, how a comma or semicolon worked. And here it is, go and go home and do this. Right. Without ever thinking about the capability or to get that done. Totally. Like their ability to get that done. And, yep. and so in that sense, it's like, it leaves me as we're talking, thinking about like homework as a justice issue, an equity mm-hmm. issue, as, yeah. as you said. Well, and I'm coming back around to this idea of punishing students with homework. And that, that yeah. sounds so awful, right? I, I'm not proud of this, but I know early in my teaching career, if I was going to give the kids a lightweight homework assignment, but they'd been screwing around in class, I might assign a heavier homework assignment. Yeah. And that's like, how awful? Yeah. Like, I need to go back and apologize. Those kids I taught those first few years, I seriously feel like I need to go back and apologize. I also want to apologize to all those students. But but even even thinking about punishment, the way that we grade their homework oftentimes winds up being punitive, right? Oh, so you didn't do all the work, you get half off. Oh, you yeah. turned it in late, you get yeah. half off. I don't think we're actually grading for learning then. We're grading for compliance. Yeah. That's crappy homework. Are you jumping through my hoops that I'm setting? Yeah, my hoops. Right. And my I'm going to keep making the hoops smaller and then I'm going to set them on fire and you've got to keep jumping through it, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, and I do wonder about that. And again, I can only point the finger at myself and not that I have this all figured out, but I just see over my career trajectory, I've started assigning less and less homework. And when I gave students homework, I wanted to be able to say, here's how I think this is going to benefit your learning. And I guess that's my big wondering for, for teachers. If, if we're not asking that question of ourselves, how is this going to benefit my students' learning? Yeah. How will students know? And, and I think that we need to be able, okay, maybe this is the challenge for, for myself. I should be able, anytime I'm going to ask students to do work outside of my class, I should be able to tell them, here's how I believe this is going to positively impact your learning. Yeah, and and if you, if you can't to release yourself from feeling like you need to need to assign that right right or or even that for some students it might the homework might look different it's not one size it's not one size fits all right and right. and I can re, you know I can remember all right uh, looking at the textbook near the end of class do the odd numbers yep. on you know or do you do the even num like there's what if they already knew how to do the odd numbers? What if right. what if it just became a redundant? What mm-hmm. if it just became busy work? And when I knew like they already could demonstrate their their learning, and that's right. my question about homework, right? Is is an is an opportunity to demonstrate your learning, or or are we sending them home to do the learning on their own? 
Dave, is there are there some simple guidelines you could give a teacher to where like to help them begin rethinking homework? Mm-hmm. So I think the the number one thing would be to think about quantity of work. Okay. And when we talk about the quantity of work, we have to remember that we are the experts in this stuff. We already know this stuff, right? Okay. And for students, they maybe need to practice. Um, practice is a good thing. I'm never going to argue against practice, right? But um, yeah, so that maybe leads into the second thing. If students are practicing, they need feedback on that. And I know for myself, I'm pointing the finger again at myself here, I think I did not always give students good feedback on Mm. practice. And I don't think that means you have to write students a narrative in response to every assignment that they do, but it does need to be commented on. And that commenting could be something public. It could be like group feedback, right? Um, I think some of the best feedbacking I did way back in the day when I taught middle school math, we would take 10 minutes in class to go over an assignment and the best version of that would be me talking through oh look how many of us got this one right okay this is great oh look how many of us went sideways on this one let's work through that again it gives me the opportunity right then to provide them some feedback it doesn't need to be written feedback every time okay Um, but I think that's a really important piece of it right so considering the time um, the amount of homework consider the feedbacking Um, And then your comment in here about differentiated homework, like could we assign different kinds of work to different students depending on what they need? Um, I really like the idea of trying to right-size the work. Um, And I know of a teacher, so a middle school math teacher, my friend Josh, um, he would assign students, he would tell students in class, I'm going to give you the five hardest problems, students. I'm going to give you the five hardest ones. Go do those ones. Show me what you got, right? Hmm. And they would do those five. If they got the five hardest ones right, you're done. You've demonstrated you know this, right? Um, I might give you something else to play with, um, you know, kind of a fun um, challenge kind of an assignment. Um, Okay, you didn't get those five. Let me give you five more. Practice these five, and then we'll come back, and we're going to talk about it, right? Boy, to to try to right-size the work for the students, I think that's just going to be an encouragement and a blessing for our students. And that's the biggest thing. Elaine Broward writes about this idea of assessment as a blessing for our students. Mm. What if homework could be a blessing for our students? I bet bet most people listening to this, your students do not think of homework as a blessing. But what if you could turn homework into a way of being a blessing for your students? There's there's so much more we could talk about, Dave. I feel like we could almost do another podcast, podcast and maybe we need to do it. Cause, yeah, maybe. Because the two topics I'm thinking about right now that we haven't even touched upon is is where does redoing work? Oh, yes. Right? Like like multiple opportunities to like whether that's assessment or homework or whatever we're talking about, the opportunity to redo. And then the other part of it, like we talked about a homework as an as an equity issue but also homework as a wholeness issue for mm-hmm. for students. And so, yeah, maybe that's something for a future podcast, but because one of the things I'm, I'm thinking about is in, students aren't getting less busy. Now, we can judge whether what right. what's keeping them busy, whether we think we put high value on that or not. Yep. Students are busy. And I sometimes worry about feeling um, the need to give them, to make them more busy, like to, whereas what our students might need is rest and renewal Mm. and, and how do we partner with, how do we partner with parents and not giving homework? Right. 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 How might, how might that um, help students and families actually? And, and how might that allow them actually to be better learners when they're at school? 
anyways just a few a few thoughts there folks we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here we may come back to this um we just want to say thanks for allowing us to be here with you if you have any feedback or any questions that you want us to consider for our next hallway conversation please feel free to email us at hallwayconvospod at gmail.com that's hallwayconvospod at gmail.com and i just want to say thanks to dave for allowing me to bring another question to you have a good day everybody this podcast was quite literally dreamed up by matt and dave during one of their hallway conversations Our music was created by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is an independent podcast created and produced by Dave Mulder and Matt Beamers. Thanks for listening. 